What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. In 2017, Kareem Hunt was a top four running back. A Chiefs rookie running back takes advantage of a preseason injury to the veteran. And Kareem Hunt becomes a fantasy superstar with 272 carries, 53 catches, and 11 touchdowns. Will history repeat itself here in 2020? Unfortunately, Damian Williams is opting out for the season, and that means Clyde edwards Lair has a much clearer path to dominating the touches. Jamie Eisenberg and Ben Gretsch are joining me. I'm Adam Azer. This is a bonus edition of Fantasy Football Today. Get right to it. Jamie, where is Clyde edwards Lair in your rankings right now? Where was he, and where is he now? So I had downgraded him with the lack of offseason work. I think we've talked about that a little bit, that I was concerned with Williams being there and edwards Lair not getting the opportunity to showcase himself in – OTAs, mini camps, and, and preseason. Uh, I had dropped him from initially the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, to the middle of the third round. Uh, now he is number eight overall and uh, the sixth running back off the board. Man, Ben, how about you? Yeah, I had I had him at I guess RB fifteen. Um, we talked about that a little bit earlier last week because I had him right behind Aaron Jones, still maybe a little too high. Uh, and not enough of an adjustment at that point. But I'm with Jamie. I think if I'm drafting today, I'm taking him RB6. I mean, I've had Miles Sanders there outside the the pretty clear top five backs. And I would take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over Miles Sanders. Ooh, that was my next question. Wow. Wow. Yeah, look, I get it. It makes sense. But do you think they're going to add someone? And would that, would that change your mind depending on who it is? I think they will just the fact that McCoy who played LaShawn McCoy, who played with them last year is still out there. Uh, he clearly fell out of favor at the end of the season because he wasn't active. He was an active for the Super Bowl, but he has a history with Andy Reid. He knows the offense under the circumstances of what the off season has been. Um, they can clearly bring him in, but remember they made a, a move already this off season prior to the NFL draft to bring in Deandre Washington from the Raiders. And we saw the way he performed when he stepped in, for Josh Jacobs last year, they still have two young guys in Darwin Thompson and Daryl Williams. And so, you know, they may not have to make a, a, a huge priority move, but it just makes sense given such a young backfield aside from Washington to bring in somebody. And for me, I would think McCoy makes more sense than reaching for a Devonte Freeman or a Lamar Miller per se. Okay. So do you think Dame, uh, that, do you think Clyde Edwards Elair can get 270 carries this year? No, no. What are you thinking? I'm thinking a lot of catches. I'm thinking, you know, 60, 65, 
65 catches maybe, and then double-digit touchdowns. I mean, pretty easily double-digit touchdowns. Maybe not a lock for it, but when you're in the Kansas City offense, you don't have to score every running back touchdown to get double-digit touchdowns like you have to when you're in some other offenses. I mean, he doesn't have he, – he, it's not going to be too tough for him to put up a pretty big bat line in this offense. You're talking about a guy that at LSU last year, nearly 1,900 total yards, 17 total touchdowns, but the receiving numbers, I mean, Adam, you talk about this all the time, you know, 25, 30 catches is typically a high number for a college running back. He had 55 catches. That's he did. amazing. Uh, I was just on CBS Sports HQ with Pete Prisco. He's guys around the league compare him to Maurice Jones-Drew, you know, smaller back, but stocky build and, and somebody who's got a physical presence. Uh, I remember speaking to him at the NFL Combine. Uh, I was very impressed. He had a very, you know, hard handshake. You know, I'm always uh, – looking at that after when I first met Adrian Peterson at his uh, rookie symposium, and he really broke my hand with his handshake. <laughs> um, uh, and, and I remember asking Edward, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, because he wasn't one of the top backs in terms of where his draft stock was. You know, it was Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift, the two guys everyone was talking about. And then it was J.K. Dobbins. And, and well, top, Dobbins was in that, that top two guys. But then it was kind of Akers and, and Edwards-Hilaire was the next two guys. And I said to him, if you don't get drafted in the first two rounds, I remember, you know, phrasing it that way, uh, how mad are you going to be? He said, I'm going to have the biggest chip on my shoulder that you'll ever find. Well, he was the first back taken. That shows you what Andy Reid wants. That shows you what, uh, you know, Veach, the GM wants that, you know, when they compare him to Brian Westbrook and, um, you know, we're talking about him, the, the setup is almost identical to what happened to Kareem Hunt. Yeah. You know, a, a, a journeyman type of guy in Spencer Ware coming off a productive season, blows out his knee, and Kareem Hunt, who we thought may have taken the job that year, ran away with it, led the NFL in rushing, you know, on top of what he does a fantasy option. So, I mean, Edward Solaire has got just the, the, a, a huge ceiling right now. And, you know, if you draft to win, guys like Miles Sanders are great. Guys like Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, they're all great. This guy could be better than all of them, in my opinion. Yep, that's why I get, That's why I landed at RB6. It's like I, I love Sanders' upside too, but Edward Solaire's is, is clearly higher. Well, if we're basing it on Hunt, though, I'll just say that when Kareem Hunt in 2017 and the first 11 games of 2018 was awesome. Uh, Like I said, he was top four in 2017. 2018, he was, on a per-game basis, third in non-PPR, sixth in PPR, sixth and a half PPR, eighth in PPR, and he had uh, seven touchdown catches in in 11 games. Um, He dominated the touches. I mean, in 2017, no running back had more than 18 carries other than Kareem Hunt. In 2018, Damian Williams had like 51 carries. Something I mean, was basically all after the injury. So I'm just wondering, you know, we make the comparisons to Kareem Hunt, but it doesn't seem like you guys feel like Clyde edwards Lair is going to dominate the touches as much with DeAndre Washington, with Darwin Thompson, with Darrell Williams there, um, with maybe LeSean McCoy coming in. Devontae Freeman is still available. Uh, do you think I- p- people might overshoot it a little bit? No, I mean, I think this is a, a great question, but you just noted that not many guys, you noted the carries that were out there, and I just pulled that up. Kareem Hunt had 53 catches that first year. That's good for a back, but Charkandrick West, who is the guy who had 18 carries, had 27 catches. So Hunt's workload was more early down, and he was playing some on passing downs, and then when you look in 2018, he only caught, he only played like 11 games, uh, but my computer's kind of freezing up, but he 20, only caught yeah. like 20. 26. 26 passes. Yeah. So he wasn't as much in the passing game. The difference, there's two differences. One, they took Clyde Edwards in the first round and they talked about how much they loved him and they compared him to Brian Westbrook and all of these things. Um, and then two, 
when you talk about his actual workload, where he's going to give up some work, Hunt gave up some work in the passing downs. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire projects to give up some of that those low-value touches to a guy like you know Daryl Williams or DeAndre Washington or whoever it's going to be, uh, or LaShawn McCoy if they bring him back. But it seems pretty clear that his workload will be all the high-value touches. And that, like to me, actually gives him you know maybe not Hunt upside just because Hunt was so efficient that year. It's hard to just project that. But it gives him the same, close to the same ceiling. Even with no training camp, well, you know, different. Even with no mini camp, yes, there's a training camp. Even with no preseason games, even with a really good offensive lineman and Duvernay Tardif opting out, you're still going to go with him over Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon and all these guys. It could be a mistake. It could easily be a mistake. Like Ben said, you know, this isn't, you know, I, I'll, I'll amend what I said. It's not that those other guys don't have great upside. You know, Ben, Ben, you know, piggyback that off that correctly. Miles Sanders has a huge ceiling. Josh Jacobs, you know, if his catches go up, huge ceiling. Derrick Henry, we saw last year, didn't need the catches. Monster campaign. Joe Mixon could be fantastic also if he builds off the way that he finished. You go on and on about those guys that are first-round caliber running backs. But this is your banking on the coach who just, <laughs> you know, uh, won, won the Super Bowl. And, and Kareem Hunt and, and what he's done is, is, is his entire body career with exceptional players especially what he's done with running backs. Kareem Hunt did that with Alex Smith. Yes. This is Clyde Edwards-Alaire with Patrick Mahomes, you know, with Tyree Kill as one of the best receivers, with Travis Kelsey as the best tight end in the game. And so you have all these things that just set up so perfectly. He just needs to take advantage of that. And it's an if. But he just helped LSU win the national championship with a monster campaign in an offense that – Similar type of characteristics, you know, of, of how they operated and spread the ball around and a great quarterback who set all kinds of records. And so I just think that, you know, you can take the safe route and take Sanders or Henry or, you know, whoever you feel the most comfortable. When this first happened, I went to my rankings and I said, okay, you know, 10 is probably a safe spot for him behind Sanders, behind Drake, behind Mixon for me. Then I'm like, no, if he hits, yeah, he's better than that. Right, right. I did the same thing. I put him in that tier with Sanders and Drake and Mixon, and I have Eckler and Chubb and Jacobs. That's the tier for me. That's my order. And I, I had him in that tier, and I was like, he's atop this tier. He's better than all of these guys in terms of ceiling, and he's in this tier. He doesn't belong outside this tier. Um, but, yeah, I agree with that completely. All right, some final questions for you here. Who's the second Chiefs running back? If you're going to draft one, who would it be? I would take DeAndre Washington now just because he's proven. I mean, Darwin Thompson, I spoke to him at the Super Bowl during media night, you know, and this was at the point of we thought LaShawn McCoy was done, which clearly has been the case. Uh, If it was going to come back this year as Williams as the one and maybe Thompson competing for the two, he said, I remember the quote, I'll paraphrase it. If I'm not making a lot of money by the end of, by, by my next contract, I'm out of the league this year. And so, you know, he, he's putting a lot on himself to, you know, hopefully improve in, in a big way. The door's open now for him to, you know, be the second guy. And then as Ben alluded to, Daryl Williams uh, had some very productive moments last year and even the year before, I think, um, you know, when Williams was dealing with his injury situation. So they're, they're all capable, I think, of being the second guy, but I'll lean toward the veteran um, who stepped up in a big way for the Raiders last year and hopefully has been, you know, in, in the playbook and knows what he's going to you know, have to do um, to compete to be that second guy now. Yeah, and I, two, two thoughts on that. One, part of our concern with Edward Solaire is that Damian Williams knew the, knew the offense so well. 
And DeAndre Washington doesn't. I, I like DeAndre Washington the most as well of these backups, but I think he's going to get a lot of hype. I'm seeing a lot of already some buzz on Twitter about him being the top one. And, and so I'm, I'm in agreement with Jamie, but I also think, um, one, it's a good note on Edwards Hilaire, why we can be so optimistic. I mean, it's very similar to Kareem Hunt. Uh, like you've been saying, Adam, that, that there was no one else really left. They had to trust this rookie. They're kind of in that position, too. They don't really have anyone else. And then two, I'll say, I like uh, Washington the most. I would rank him the highest of the backups, but I think Daryl Williams will wind up being the best value because I think Darwin Thompson's still a little buzzy, too. I expect Daryl Williams price end up going fourth, but him and Darwin are the two that have the most familiar with the team. And Darwin, or I mean, Daryl is the one who actually played over Darwin a lot more last year. He's the one who got the most playing time in this offense last year. Not surprising me at all if he had a week one role as the guy who they can kind of trust and they know what they're getting. Um, and, and I would expect also DeAndre Washington and the other, others will. But he's the one that I think might end up being the best value if he stays like a 14th or 16th round pick. Okay, and then final question here. You're going to take him as RB6, Clyde Edwards either RB6, but what about Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, whoever your number one wide receiver is? Are you taking uh, Clyde edwards either sixth overall? Eighth for me. I'll still take Thomas and Devontae Adams ahead of him. But, I mean, again, if you're going to go running back heavy, I think you're, you know, you're looking at, uh, you know, he's going to be, in some cases, you know, he may, he may leapfrog over Dalvin Cook if people are concerned about the injuries there. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a case for it. I think there's a case for him in the top five. It's wild. I'll take Thomas over him still. Uh, I've had Tyreek Hill ahead of Devontae Adams. I have those two as, as a little tier, <laughs> my second tier. What I'll about take those guys? Non-PPR or half PPR. Who's your sixth Ooh, pick? I, I, well, I think I'll take Edward Solaire. It, it's weird because he's a catch guy, but in that format, I want a running back more. Okay. The touchdowns, yeah. I mean, the touchdowns are there. Woo! Yeah, right now I have Josh Jacobs sixth. And I'll wow. Take you have Josh Jacobs over Sanders. In non-PPR and half-PPR, yeah, I think Jacobs. I, I, I've said this a couple times. You know, he yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his 16-game pace would have been fourth in carries and, and third in rushing. By the so way, he could... Yeah, I, I just want to, like, if you're going to throw out LSU stats, Jamie, then Justin Jefferson should probably be your number one rookie uh, wide receiver. Before... It's true, if he played with a better quarterback. <laughs> better offense. Like, keep in mind, their stats this, uh, were Dave, crazy. Dave just tweeted this. Um, DeAndre Washington played with uh, Patrick Mahomes at Tech Tech. Yeah. So. Oh. All right. All right, guys, we got a lot to talk about. So, unfortunately, you're not going to hear any of this on the show that publishes tomorrow. Uh, the that would be Thursday because we already recorded it. Um, so we'll, we can talk maybe a little bit more about this on Friday if there's more news. But the Thursday show is about points per game, standouts, and trends and things like that. It will not have any Clyde Edwards Elair discussion. Uh, of course, it'll have some Jonathan Taylor discussion, but no Clyde Edwards Elair. And uh, we will uh, we will talk to you then. Thanks so much for tuning into this bonus show. Thanks to Jamie and Ben for taking time out to uh, join me here and talk to Clyde Edwards Elair. We will be back on Thursday on Fantasy Football Today. See you. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.